Welcome to Empower Humans. Welcome again to the Empower Humans podcast. This is episode 161. Today we have Des Seely. Des is actually a good friend of mine, and I've known him for a number of years, and he is a world-class expert on uh, nutrition, wellness, eating, fasting, everything related to this uh, particular topic. And by the way, a guy who practices what he preaches, and I will go a step further and say he has zero ulterior motives. He has no book. He has no trying to get speaking gigs or anything like that. And, you know, no offense to anybody who is, but just, you know, there's, he's not trying to sell anything, make any money. He's just here imparting knowledge. (laughs) And, uh, and a lot of people who are, have a book and stuff as well are as well. So, but Des shared all kinds of really, really cool, important stuff that is a little mind blowing to those of us who grew up in a paradigm of sorts that teaches this and that related to we're supposed to eat this and these are the food groups and you are what you eat and some real ironic things surrounding all this. But he goes into some really deep uh, places in terms of how we assimilate energy and how uh, all that works. I'm not even going to try to explain it up front. I'm just giving you a little uh, a little taster up front of what what to expect. Again, no pun intended because we're talking about fasting and food. <laughs> but before we jump into that real fast, I want to remind you as always – You are absolutely priceless. And I say that every episode, but I I think it's something that uh, everyone needs to just sit and contemplate, maybe even meditate on and and just really kind of dig deep. In terms of this podcast today, this is going to help. And I'm going through some of this myself in terms of cleansing uh, my own body, my temple, as we say. And uh, and you're going to see more clearly who you are and what you are in so doing. Uh, tell yourself positive, real things like that because this is true and this is reality that you are absolutely priceless, which means you're above all the nonsense and monetary systems of this world and uh, the riches are found in you, as I always say. And of course, along with that, you are never alone. So uh, keep all those things in mind. You can reach out, info at empowerhumans.com, at Empower101 on Instagram and on Twitter. I want to remind you also really fast, our challenge is study. Start studying, keep studying, whatever you're doing. I've got my son, by the way, just started listening to Zig Ziglar. It was by some strong encouragement for me related to uh, some things that he wants to be doing. And I said, well, I want you to be able to listen to and uh, bring in good things, consume good things. Uh, not just food related, but also in terms of knowledge. And Zig is somebody that I look up to big time. I mean, he's no longer with us, but we had his son on the podcast, episode 50. Go back and listen to Tom Ziegler talk about his dad and this whole thing. Uh, but study. I've been listening to all kinds of stuff, uh, a lot of great books. Uh, Michael Beckwith has a great book, an audio book that I'm listening to. Just a lot of really great things. A lot of it is, in case you've paid attention lately to the podcast, it's in the realm of really deep spiritual things, finding ourselves, law of attraction, all kinds of stuff like that, just kind of getting in tune with uh, higher frequency energy, we're just going to say, just put it simply. And uh, the second challenge, make great moments, which is in line with the first challenge. Uh, Do that with your loved ones. I had a birthday this week. I turned 41 years old. And uh, on my birthday, it's funny how birthdays change as you get older. It's like you want all these toys and all these kids around and go Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. But uh, for me, uh, hearing from lots of people unexpectedly, actually, on my birthday, as I did, whether it be Facebook, texting, phone calls, people just called me out of the blue with my birthday. That is like all the toys in the world to me uh, that you might think, hey, when you're a kid, you, I want all these toys. And then they go sit on a shelf somewhere. But to me, the great energy of exchanging with other people, the people that I love and care about, uh, is everything. 
uh, speaking of priceless. Uh, so make great moments with your loved ones. And uh, the last challenge, let's keep doing this podcast together. Um, I will say Des, as I mentioned earlier, is practicing what he preaches. He's on day 55, I believe he said, of a fast right now. And uh, he goes into how that works. It's intermittent fasting and what, what it's all about. And uh, also quickly point out, my chair, as I'm recording this podcast, sometimes makes some noises. And uh, so I'm trying to make some noises now just so you know what I'm talking about. So if you hear any of that, uh, I apologize. But in any event, let's jump into our interview. Here we are with the one and only Des Seeley. Let's go. We want to welcome Des Seeley, who's a good friend of mine and known for a long time and a New Yorker. Smart as can be. I've learned all kinds of stuff from you, Des. And uh, <laughs> this podcast has been a long time coming, to be honest, because we've talked off and on about doing it. And you've, you know, you and I have spent hours and hours on the phone <laughs> over the years over all kinds of really important topics. But anyway, first and foremost, how are you today, Des? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. So, yeah, my pleasure. It's uh, like I say, it's been a long time coming. So it's f I'm happy we're finally doing it. Um, but so tell me a little, because I want to talk to you mostly about fasting. You're very knowledgeable and experienced. You practice what you preach, which is very important. <laughs> but uh, what background do you want to tell me? I know some of your background, childhood and stuff. I know some things, you've had some rough things in your life, like a uh, lot of people. But what do you want to tell me as far as background leading up to the fasting stuff? Where do we want to start? Okay, well, uh, I grew up in the uh, South Bronx, born in Brooklyn. And, um, you know, as a kid, my main, you know, artistry was designing, you know, pattern making so on. So I'm, I'm a, you know, really a tailor, pattern making designer, grandma fashion company. I kind of got into the whole thing about fasting, health and wellness back in 1988. Uh, by happenstance, I met a young lady and she just seemed so full of energy and so full of life. Uh, she was beautiful, but what, what attracted me to her was the fact that she was really energetic and just seemed to really have good spirit. And I was wondering where that was coming from. Yeah. And she introduced me to a person who ended up becoming the, the, the introductor. He introduced me into a world of, you know, first of all, uh, vegetarianism. I was, I grew up as a meat eater, it introduced me to the world of fasting and the potentials. And from 1988, I just, became uh, a person who wanted to understand what that was about. And you know, now in 2021, I probably have worked, you know, I don't know, probably 100, 200 people. I don't, I don't, I don't I never kept count of people like different health disease, health disorders. Not because I was trying to, by the way. Is that because I began to understand about the body, health and wellness, how all diseases can be healed. And I knew fasting is one tool, but there's a lot of different tools. And that's how I became somewhat of a uh, I guess an expert and knowledgeable in the field of fasting. Yeah. Well, thanks for explaining that. The interesting thing to me, Des, is like we live in obviously a world where there's all kinds of things available, but in America in particular, it's like, uh, you know, we have obesity and all kinds of major problems uh, going on. And like you talked about, you grew up as a meat eater, um, but Somebody told me a while back, I think I mentioned this to you in one of our conversations, that food is the biggest poison in our society, which is kind of an uh, inflammatory kind of statement, no pun intended. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on that whole thing? Because, you know, I grew up single dad, 
you know, he'd get us fast food, did his best and all that kind of, we'd be eating Taco Bell and stuff like that as a kid. And you probably did some similar things yourself, but what, what is it about food and our bodies and our health and our, uh, you know, wellness in general that, uh, we need to be, uh, you know, mindful of. Okay. I've said that many times, and that statement is true at the same time false. And the reason why I put it in that in that context is because, you know, food at its core is really electromagnetic energy. And so most people just don't understand, or most people have a perception that just eating solid foods or drinking liquids is food. The average person has no idea that when they're thinking, they're affecting every cell in their body, and every cell in their body is assimilating what you call electromagnetic energy. Yeah. Most people don't understand when they're breathing, they're breathing electromagnetic energy. And the breathing and thinking and activity is also food. So right. I, I always tell people food is the biggest drug because um, in the, the taking in of what we call solid food, you know, whether it's apples, oranges, grains, and cooked foods, meat, seafood, um, those foods have different levels of density, different levels of light. And if different levels of density, some of them will help you, some of them will unfortunately slowly kill you. The majority of people on our planet are used to consuming lower density, lower vibratory sources of foodstuff that basically poisons and kills them and, and, and there's celebrations about it, there's theme parks about it, it's in people's religious uh, uh, organizations not really understanding that the damage that they're, they're trying to get away from, they cause themselves. And that's why some, certain people who know what I know look at food as probably one of the biggest uh, addictions or poisons on the planet because of the wrong type of food. I can, I can, what I would say to you, when you look at food, uh, people want to look at food uh, on on two spectrums. And like if you take a battery out, you know the battery has enough, uh, has positive and negative. Well, energy of all sorts has a positive and negative. Um, so if you go in sunlight, sunlight is something that just beams from you know this big thing called the sun, and it's you know bringing bringing uh, rays to you. Every spectrum of energy has a has a positive side and negative side. The Earth. Is a, is, a, is, a, is a ball of energy. We have a North Pole and a South Pole, one's positive and negative. Yeah. The negative consumption of energy is a low vibratory nature, and low vibratory energy is more hard and more dense. We can, we can touch things and see things and feel things because they're moving slow, and that's slow-moving energy. Slow-moving energetic things uh, cause the hardness, the density, and really diseases in people Whereas in light, foods of light, uh, foods that heal you, are foods that speed you into the realm of light. And, and, and quite frankly, you know, that's the issue of this understanding. Where if I'm eating this food, am I eating light food that's elevating my body to light? Or am I eating uh, uh, low vibratory food that's making my body dense? And the only way I could really... Um, get back to light, and I'm talking about your spirit that's inside your body, is my body has to deteriorate, die, have disease. Mm. Hopefully I, I, I didn't confuse anybody with that. <laughs> no, it's pretty straightforward. I, and you and I, like I said, we've talked 
a lot, and you've always been the one imparting way more knowledge to me than anything I might impart, if anything. But um, it, so it makes sense, and I feel the truth behind it all. Anyway, I think anyone listening uh, sincerely can do the same thing. But one of the things you and I were talking the other day about cooked foods. We talk about low vibratory things. Let's start to dig in a little. What what exactly is that? Because Cooked foods is a very broad term. You know, I used to work at a waffle house. We cooked eggs and waffles and, you know, hash browns and, you know, garbage like that. <laughs> Tasty food. Uh, but anyway, talk to me about cooked food in general, or if you want to get specific about things like eggs and whatever, sure. then we can do that too. What, I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll go over what I teach my son about the food pyramid. You know, most people in school learn the food pyramid. It's fruits vegetables, meats, seafoods, grains, and dairy. They'll learn that's the food pyramid. And what I tell my son, the real food pyramid really has to do with the amount of light and the amount of power that would regenerate and evolve your temple. That's what, because energy is supposed to evolve you. And, 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 I, and, I'm, and I wanna give a, uh, an example. So if you are driving a car and you fill your car up, and your car's a, a gasoline car, and you fill your car up, and as soon as you fill it up, the car starts to run incorrectly, it slows down. You're gonna think you put some defective fuel in it. Mm -hmm. So the average person will sit down and eat food, and then after they eat food, they go into a stupor. They go into a stupor because they don't really understand that the food they're eating is a low-density, deadly food that's basically not the most optimum type of fuel in their system. So understanding that, what's the ultimate fuel for spirit beings inside physical bodies? And I say that specifically because this is one of the things people have to get into their consciousness. You know, uh, their spirits that were breathed into these physical temples and when they leave the planet, everybody will survive leaving the planet. There's no such thing as you, you know, people, and this, this is one of the reasons why most people do, but let's, let's get back to the point. So what's the top food? The top food in the physical body, I would say in the physical body, it would be breath because you're in the physical body. When you go back in the spiritual world, it's thought. But we're talking about the physical body, it's breath because the temple cannot survive without that breath. A right. baby's born, if a baby does not breathe in, the baby's called stillborn. It has to breathe in. Yep. The next food source for the spirit being is thought. And the reason why thought's the next food is because uh, there's a spirit, and if a spirit leaves the temple, the only thing a spirit can eat is thoughts. Now, let me give a little context about that. Every okay. time you eat something, you're also pooping, or you're going to the bathroom. So the, the eating of breath or oxygen, your body poops out carbon dioxide, which is the most perfect thing for the planet. That's what green plants eat. When you're eating thoughts and the right type of thoughts, and you want to eat thoughts of love, bliss, harmony, peace, you poop out uh, emotion. Mm -hmm. uh, and emotions are magnetic things. So when you have love, you magnetize these things to you. So that's why those are the first two foods. Because remember, all foods have the positive and negative side. You could, you could breathe in carbon dioxide. That's a low vibratory, dangerous thing to breathe in. You want to breathe in oxygen. Yeah. You could think hatred, anxiety, you're starting to kill yourself, and you're going to 
you're going to take those thoughts which are electric and you're going to create magnetic emotion which is proof that that becomes your dominative magnetism and you're emanating that the third food i'm moving a little faster is um purified uh water that's oxygenated and has beautiful structures and what that means is you talk rainwater or water from snow or, or rivers or, or, or streams and you would examine them the microscope these waters have these beautiful structures underneath them and they, they're filled with oxygen, whereas opposed to liquor or pasteurized juices or waters in stores, those stores, if you would examine them under the microscope, they have a deformed structure to them and they lack uh, oxygen content. The next food would be living fruits and their juices and then living vegetables and their juices. When you go past that to grains, nuts, seeds, you're now starting to get a, a really big diminishing of energy. Uh, when you eat it, your energy will feel uh, diminished. When you start going to cooked foods, cooked foods of all sorts, contrary to popular belief, even vegetarian cooked foods mm-hmm. are really dangerous. And the reason why they're dangerous is because cooked foods contain carcinogens. Carcinogens are, are entities that damage every cell in your body. Your body cannot cannot adapt it uh, most and, and and what i try to explain to uh many people that i meet i said you know you have to understand i'm not your religion you're in all your religion will tell you that we as spirit being are head of all the animal kingdom all the fish and all the insects i ask people if we're the smart one then why aren't any of the insects the animals and the birds how many of them catch their food and cook it and eat it. They don't. And the only animals in the animal kingdom that die of human diseases are animals that eat the cooked foods of humans. In other words, when people bring their dogs and they feed their dogs the cooked canned stuff they get from these stores or their cats or their birds, they'll catch those. And that's why you have, uh, what do you call the people who you know take care of uh, animals? Because that- human beings are causing the same foolishness <laughs> to the animals that they do themselves. Yeah. That's why cooked foods are not the primary or, or the best type of foods to eat. So, yeah, even if, thank you for explaining that too, if we talk about fruits and vegetables, living fruits and vegetables versus, one of the things, you you made this distinction about living food versus dead food, and we've talked about this in the past too. I remember that, you know, things like meats, and and this is t- it's tough for me because I like meat. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people do, and you probably have in the past, your past as well. But um, th- these are literally dead things that, and, and maybe sitting on a shelf that we then bring home and things like that. Uh, but but even so, you talk about cooked foods that applies also. Even if we say fruits and vegetables and their juices are some of the best things aside from breath and thought, uh, cooking them. Uh, changes that. Is that right? Yes. So here's the, here's the issue. Okay. Because most people are not really taught, in my opinion, properly about what prayer is, what meditation is. And the reason I put it in that context, if I'm saying to you the number one, uh, the number one or number two food could be interchangeable is thought and thought is very powerful because let's say you could be a being and you 
uh, like eating steak and lobster and fried rice and macaroni. Most people don't understand that even cooked food, it's not just that meat or it's really an energetic source. So beings who understand that, beings who can see into uh, higher levels of spectrum light, they could focus their attention upon food and change the molecular structure of food. That's why uh, many people have the practice of praying over food. But the average person doesn't understand what that means. They think that, oh, because they believe in Jesus or Allah or Buddha, and really, no, that's not what it means. You know, mm. Jesus, Allah, and Buddha are really valid beings, but they were beings that were, in my opinion, was trying to teach people about the energetic nature of who they are. Mm. So that whole thing about praying over food really has validity. Because if you pray over food, you are changing the molecular structure of that food, even if it's cooked. It can enter in your body and be a healing thing. The problem is most people understand it. And when most people are eating cooked food, they're eating cooked foods from the perspective of cooked foods of death. And so it's very predictable when you meet people and they have the various diseases, whether it's cancer, lupus, fibromyalgia, any of the itises, colitis, appendicitis, you know, cancer. I, I could, when I even meet them, I could predict the type of food they eat because the food they eat, which is typically a dead food, and a dead food that, 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 that resonates on their way of thinking. You know, life is hard, life is difficult. I don't like my husband, my wife don't like me. You know, those kids are bad kids, the society's bad. People don't understand the effect they're having in their constant thinking, in their constant chatter, and then the eating of food. So the food they're eating is matching a vibratory stand. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say all together, you just want to avoid cooked food. Now, if a person is a master of their thoughts, and I don't mean a lot of adults that are, uh, most adults are horrible at that, yeah. then cooked foods could be, and that is kind of dangerous. Well, yeah, thanks. That's uh, I what I think about when you're saying this, and I know you to not be a very religious man from the context of like organized going to some church kind of thing, uh, but you're a very spiritual person. I found, and and it's interesting because you draw these parallels between all the you know major religions and things of the world uh, when you talk about you know Allah, Buddha, Jesus, and these these people that people you know look up to and even worship that uh, that they're teaching us about our energy and back to the food topic itself for a second too I uh, you know I'm sure you've consumed some of this content no pun intended but food Inc there was a documentary on this is a while ago on I think on Netflix and other places and then I listened to an audiobook called fast food genocide um, what what is it about fast food <laughs> I mean fast foods a very broad term because that could be anything from you know something like mcdonald's to uh i don't know the whole foods get a sandwich kind of thing i don't know but what is it about fast food that someone would write a book and i know that's not your book but someone would write a book and call it fast food genocide um fast food for the most part is processed and processed foods are taking you away from the divine nature of who you are 
you know, we're all divine beings. So, and, and, I, and I always tell people, I don't necessarily hate cooked foods or hate processed foods. Uh, and I don't think it's necessary that people always have to go away from it. I would just say that when you sign up for it, you're signing up for a low vibratory energy source to enter in your temple. When you put a low vibratory energy source into your temple, your temple assimilates it. And people's temples are both broadcasting stations and emanating stations. When I say a broadcast station, that means your body broadcasts signals. Your body accepts signals. So the signal of a processed dead food is a signal if I, I want dead things coming to me. I want low vibratory things coming to me. And, and, and it shows up in your personality. It shows up in your talking. It shows up in your feeling of being fearful, of being angry, of mm. being frustrated. Yeah. The magnetic nature of that, and this is the key thing, Phil, you have a magnetic nature, all of us do, based upon our feelings. So eating those type of foods, you feel dead inside, then what you're doing to the universe, because you're broadcasting, and broadcasting and magnetism is your God power of how you manifest. So a person, and I'll give you some examples, uh, most heavy meat eaters, not, you know, I'm telling people eat a lot, a lot of meat. Yeah. Examine the people you know, people listen to this podcast, who are heavy meat eaters. You're gonna find a lot of them are typical to get angry, some of them can be violent. Some of the most violent people on our planet are heavy meat eaters because meat is killed in fear. Meat is killed in terror. And so people eat with terror and fear, and that becomes part of who they are. Mm. When you talk about bread, pasta, cheese, I see this in a lot of women. A lot of women who don't feel love. They don't feel like their husband appreciates them, their boyfriend appreciates them. And you see a lot of women in there. They get to be 27, 40, where they were younger women. This is not an indictment on them. This is not to say anything negative. I'm just giving you what I've observed. And they start to eat a lot of stuff because they're trying to consume love. Mm. Interesting. The issue. Or, uh, and this is an unfortunate thing, you know, you start understanding food, uh, we have different traumas that people experience, you know, unfortunately, sexual trauma many people suffer from. So sometimes you see a lot of overweight women, a good percentage of the time of that is they may, they were traumatized and then the food becomes their buffer. The food becomes the thing that is supposed to push people away. When it comes to men, well, one of the, the things that men will, will use when they suffer from that is out of alcohol. So mm -hmm. you see a guy who drinks a lot and you go, why do you drink a lot? Many times that you're looking at a person who is taking the energy of forgetfulness, the energy that I don't want to remember that. And, uh, you know, so this is why I said, you know, uh, you want to learn how to process that. And as you elevate yourself to the higher level of foods, which is, I said, with breathing, and then uh, thoughts of love, harmony, and bliss, at that particular point, you begin to melt away these attractions like disease and, you know, not making enough money. <laughs> you thought that you, you go from poverty to prosperity. You go from disease to health. Uh, you literally evolve your magnetic, attractive point of view. Uh, so uh, that's the issue 
uh, with fast food, and, and, and then lastly with fast food, mm-hmm. a lot of fast food is radiated in the microwave. So microwaves are something that uh, I would tell everybody to throw in the garbage because when you microwave food and you eat it, it also is microwaving you. Yeah. I don't care because it's energy. So you fast food is microwave. You in your house you microwave. Well, when you're eating it, you're literally uh, burning yourself into it out. And this is why this high levels of cancer and disease that people know they got it from. Everybody causes their own disease. But that's the issue and the danger of fast food. Wow. This is really profound. And and by the way, this is the kind of stuff we're not going to go here in the mainstream. And you, you, everyone knows this because as you and I have talked, it's like in the past, we all grew up with, these are the four major food groups and it's meats and it's dairy and it's, uh, what is it? Breads and grains and fruits and vegetables. <laughs> and, right. and so the, you were telling me the other day, there's kind of a history behind that too. Isn't there like when they came up with that, maybe in the beginning of the 20th century? Sure. Uh, you can find a lot of books on Google Books, which is something that's, you know, you know, a lot of people know Google. And I remember looking at these books back around 2004. When Google Books was first come up, I don't remember, maybe 2003, 2004, 2005. Yeah. And I was still learning this stuff. And I saw all medical books from Harvard and Yale. And they taught basically uh, health. It's about fasting, cleansing, and the herbs. The reason why people don't know that today is because of uh, corporations and capitalists. You know, so you're either going to be given information from people. And that's whether it's me, that's you, Phil. Uh, you, and I always tell people in this sector, you're always being sold something. All right. But what are you being sold? You're being sold a product, a service, idea, philosophy. So we're talking about ideas and philosophy. And when you're being sold something, you want to ask yourself this, because this is happening to you all the time. Am I being sold something to empower and free me or disempower and enslave me? Yes. You know, of what people know about food disempowers and enslaves them is for a reason because that's how corporations work. Rockefeller, uh, when he was doing kerosene lamps in the 1900s, uh, he had to get rid of the byproduct of these kerosene lamps and he was killing the waterways. So scientists came with what you call petrochemicals. Petrochemicals, which you call the modern pharmaceutical industry we know today. 99% of all pills that people are addicted to, and I use the word addicted, because if you do that, you're, 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 you're basically uh, a trained drug addict. It's oil that comes from gasoline. Anybody who thinks that gasoline can heal them, uh, you may want to you know, use your common sense in terms of understanding you're, you're a natural living being and an organic, you're not a, uh, a car. Right. So uh, what Rockefeller did, he created uh, a system to smear uh, doctors. At that point, all doctors taught about fasting, uh, uh, herbs, uh, cleansing a system. And the reason why he taught that way because all the doctors take what we call the Hippocratic Oath. Hippocrates uh, learned that in ancient Kemet. Ancient Kemet today uh, is called Egypt. And what they taught Hippocrates is that you have to cleanse and purify. As a matter of fact, Hippocrates could even learn from them. They made him fast 40 days. So the fact that doctors will say today, that's poppycock, and they take a Hippocratic oath, they don't even understand the very person that they take a Hippocratic oath under 
that he first originally taught by some people in Central Africa, which I think is just crazy. But wow. so now, yeah. Rockefeller, how he really did it, he then put $100 million behind some of the major colleges. And he said, if I give you this money, you have to switch from uh, fruits, vegetables, and herbs to petrochemicals because that benefited him and standard oil. Then he created the American Cancer Society, where they'll tell you can never heal disease. Many people have healed cancer. Healing cancer is easy to do. That's not that's not difficult. It's easy to heal cancer. But then they create a law that if you, uh, and this is all done by Rockefeller, because it's easy to create slaves who don't uh, look for their freedom. And that's why I said, either you of being sold something to disempower and enslave you. And if you gotta, say you gotta pay 300, $400, $500 a month for some medical coverage, you're a slave. And you gotta take, mm-hmm. or you can be free and eat food that comes from your God. I don't care religion, and these foods totally heal you. And you don't have any affliction. So most people, they don't really get that. And that's how it was changed. Now the way you got to have meat and then dairy is that these industries sold what Rockefeller did. This came after what he did. In the 1800s, there was only two food groups. Oh, three, it was fruits, vegetables, and grain. That was it. And they said, eat minimum grain. In the 1800s, the average doctor would tell you, you eat meat, you eat dairy, this stuff is killing you. Well, the meat industry did what Rockefeller did. The meat industry gave endowment funds to colleges, and they said, if we give you endowment funds, you not have to say meat is now a food group. They're in, they said, they went for that. We're going to do the same thing too. And they started teaching people that, you know, milk strengthens your bones. The best thing to strengthen your bones is green leafy vegetables. And that milk kills your bones, but that was a propaganda put out by corporations because corporations wanted to sell something. Mm. So, uh, and, and so people may be listening and say, am I selling something? I am selling. I'm selling you on turning to nature, which I don't own nature. Nature's all around you. And I'm selling you on the ability to consume what's in nature and watch how your body uh, transforms and evolves. And if it transforms and evolves, you become free. So I sold you on a system to free and empower you. I think the other system disempowered and enslaves you and you and I can look in that society and you should be able to and see how people are slaves to the pharmaceutical industry. And that's why fasting, which I know we did this on, was one of the primary ways to purify yourself so that you can uh, cleanse yourself from the addictive nature of what people are taught. Wow. In, in their schools. The, yeah, okay. wow. That this is and it's really profound because people will be like, What? No, wait, that's what I was and so we listen to people that we trusted as kids, with be it parents or otherwise, as uh, teachers at school and no, it's these four food groups. And then you start to learn history and you start to kind of see what's behind all this. And then you, you your eyes start to open. Oh wow, I'm waking up to what reality is and I you know I could talk to you all day. I mean, you and I have literally gone hours on the phone sometimes, and <laughs> and I know you've got things to do. I, I will point out, Des has zero ulterior motives. Des isn't he's he doesn't have a book out. He's not charging for speaking gigs at the moment or anything like that. Uh, Des is just speaking from the heart as a friend, uh, elaborating on some things that he and I have talked about. 
many, many times. So uh, unlike the corporations and the folks on TV, you know, selling uh, this or that food or, or whatever, this is this is just pure intention of raising everyone's vibratory energy. And when you talk about energy deaths, I mean, I know you've got probably a billion things you could say right now. You, you said assimilate energy. Do you want to describe exactly what that means? We get ready to wrap up here. Sure. All right. So in your body, you have energy centers. And many people, whether, whether you're a strict religious person or you're an atheist, many people are aware that they feel things. And, and you feel things based upon the different glands in the body. Two of the most powerful glands, your pineal gland and pituitary gland, and the average person's pineal pituitary gland is closed. These are called your spiritual glands. When people are babies, they're open. And these, these glands assimilate light. These glands are connected to the mitochondria in your bloodstream. All right? So when you're eating food, when you're thinking, when you're breathing, when you're listening to this podcast, you're consuming a, a form of electromagnetic energy 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You're never not eating because you're always thinking or you're always breathing. So that's the first thing I want you to, to kind of get in your con in your mind. So now, uh, when you eat solid, heavy foods, your body has to go through the process of breaking it down to release the light. Okay. Mm. And then some of that stuff gets stuck in your system and then it dulls your cells and your cells are not able to then process and this is when disease sets in. When you now are thinking a thought and you say, you know, I love you, I feel the peace, I feel harmony. And with every thought you're thinking, every cell in your body is being said light. The way it works is you think, you feel. It's always that way. Uh, uh, depending how old you are, if you listen to this particular podcast and you've been in a relationship, you may have experienced something called uh, sex. <laughs> mm -hmm. And in sex, something happens when, you know, whether it's done right or wrong, the people sometimes experience what you call an orgasm. Mm -hmm. Orgasm is, uh, is an energetic reality. It's not just something of a penetration reality. You know, many people when they're younger, in their teenage years, they have what you call puppy love. Puppy love is a real thing. Puppy love is I see this uh, woman, or somebody sees a man, they go, yeah. I really like them. I think they're beautiful. You're, you're thinking these thoughts. I think they smell good. I think she looks good. I think I can appreciate this. Appreciation thoughts are electrical current. Then you feel the magnetism. Then every time a person around you, you feel this glow inside your heart because you are assimilating energy. Another thing would be you walk down the street and you see something that may terror terrorizing you. You see some people pull out some machine guns. Then you see somebody get shot point blank in the leg. Then in your gut, you feel out of horror. And anybody who's lived long enough has essentially had a gut feeling of terror or horror. Why'd you feel that? Because every time you think a thought, your body assimilates it. 
So yeah. your gut is your uh, brain also. And this is uh, why, you know, and ask my question is that uh, every cell in your body responds. As you get older, you lose it because many people have learned to deaden it because they didn't want to experience the fear. Well, if they were abused, they didn't want to experience abuse. And this is why a lot of men get, and women get big guts. Because now what they did is they tie it up so they can't experience those emotions. Or people's brain becomes cloudy because mm. it becomes cloudy. Or people's hearts become hardened because the person that they love didn't love them back. So they wanted to cover up. They still experienced it, but what they did is they just dulled themselves up. And now they become experiences of dullness. And then this when people become depressed. And then it starts up, I'm depressed. Life is hard. Life's been great. So you create the self-fulfilling prophecy, and now you create an orgasm uh, in your magnetism of a depressed, uh, frustrated person. And in that depressed state, your body has to acquiesce, and your body starts to say, all right, well, this person wants to die. This person wants to be around. We got to start shutting the body down, and then because that's low vibratory thoughts. Low vibratory thoughts create these low vibratory organs. These low vibratory organs now uh, are gonna start to deteriorate. So all that comes down to uh, the process of uh, energetic forces. And there's energetic forces with various sources of light. So even something solid light is just a more uh, denser light. Whereas the highest forms of light is what most people would consider something called love or joy. As a matter of fact, I remember years ago, uh, I was you know, told that the word enthusiasm is a Latin word that comes means on fire with God. I looked up and said, right, that was true. So when you're enthusiastic, you're on fire with what, what you call the, your, your God. That's why being happy, because that transforms you your body is assimilating the cells and it, from your my, mitochondria. The mitochondria assimilates your light, and the mitochondria then goes to all the different glands, and the powerful gland is the pineal pituitary gland. Uh, mm. so yeah. I think that gave a good explanation of how that works and what's going on. Yeah, and I appreciate everything you say. I'm just like, I sit back like, wow, this is really deep. And, uh, and, and it's not even that it's deep, it's that it's it's kind of one of these things that's uh, it goes against the paradigm that most of us, uh, you know, that's been instilled in most of us. And yet I know pretty much everything you're saying is absolutely true. When you say something like assimilate energy, you, you know, people used to say, oddly enough, and maybe still do, you are what you eat. I mean, and that's kind of a, an interesting almost irony at this point uh, with all this. And it, it, we could go on and on and on. Do, do you want to quickly just say, because I know you're on a fast now. What day are you on, by the way? I'm on day 55 of a fast. Um, I may go, but I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be specific. It's an intermittent fasting, and certain days I'll just just juice and drink teas all day. Certain um, many days, at nighttime after 6 p.m., I'll prepare myself some type of living food. I no cooked foods. So I may have a bowl of watermelon. I may have a living green salad with living salad dressing. I may have, uh, I may take mangoes and make myself a mango 
putting, so I'll make some type of living food and I make capital off of a, a living smoothie of some time, uh, some type, and I then go back again into another 16 to 18 hours of fasting. And some days I just fast the whole day. Uh, I'm doing that uh, just to give some clarity is because uh, ultimately, anybody who goes this journey will start to experience different things that we can do on another podcast, but you, you'll begin to realize who you really are, yep. what you're capable of, and the things that I've come to understand, which may shock people a little bit, and, but I'll, I'll throw it out there. Ultimately, you're a spiritual being of light that exists in a temple, and your temple at its ultimate only wants to consume purified air. So the beings I've come to meet and I've come to know and I've come to experience who got to a level of mastery uh, and with a point where there is no desire to eat anything or drink anything, including liquids, they really would they achieve what most people's religion tells them. And this is why I always use this, because most people say, well, what is that, you know, what does that do religion? If you don't understand any religion, you don't understand it. Every religion I know says you should honor nothing above your God. So what does that really mean? That means that if you are born perfect in God's image, and every religion says that, you're born in the image of your creator, and your creator doesn't need to go to a doctor. Your creator doesn't need to have to eat food three or four times. Your creator lives <laughs> in a constant state of orgasmic energetic bliss. So when a person purifies a temple, they literally release all the inorganic toxic waste they've had since they were born from their mother to the point their temple is now uh, vibrating at the level of light. And the way they'll know it, and the way you'll know it, is that your toenails to your hair, and I'm being very specific, will vibrate, emanate, and resonate on the level of orgasmic love in every cell, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In addition, the lifestyle you'll live will be very different. You will no longer sleep eight hours. You will probably sleep 10 to 20 minutes a week. I know people like this. Wow. That's how it cleanses <laughs> their body. And they live in a constant state of orgasmic. And, you know, some of the things they're capable of doing, people would think are uh, uh, biblical in nature. And maybe it is so. But when you read in your books, you're made in your image creator. You're made in, in the image of the creator. If your creator can create anything and you reach that particular level, so can you. And I'll, I'll leave it like leave it at that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. There's a ton more we could go on and on. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll probably do a sequel down the road. I know that there's things very simple with enemas and things like that that we could talk more about too. But it's, it's just a way of cleansing uh, basically from your bowels, what it gets down to if we're just being blunt. And uh, so – uh, but let's leave it there for now. And I, I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate all the uh, just really deep knowledge. Some people might sit back in their chair or, or wherever they are and be like, what in the world with some of this? But I, I counsel you to study uh, like we always do on the podcast, study and uh, find out for yourself. Just like some of the stuff Des imparted, it all comes from study. And, and you'll learn, you know, Jesus used to teach 
uh, you talk about parables about a tree and how do you know if it's this kind of tree because of the fruit it gives off. By their fruits ye shall know them, Jesus said. So find these fruits and then, you, you know, it's kind of a hint back to what's the truth at the end of the day. So anyway, Des, thank you. And thanks to our audience. As always, we're flattered you spend time with us. And uh, until next time, empower yourself, empower the world around you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Empower Humans. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review this podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit EmpowerHumans.com. We'll catch you next time.